All right, BradCooney.com is absolutely honored to have on board from this. The Voice Season 14 is Spencha Baker. Spencha, what is up? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brad. Very, very welcome. Uh, first of all, congrats. Uh, fantastic blind audition. Great job. Thank you so much. I know you're excited, so let's talk about it. Um, you sang Blackbird, which is like one of my all-time favorite songs. You, you put your own spin on it, too, which I thought was great. Yeah, and I, and I also like how you put your own spin on it. So just just kind of kind of bring us up to the blind audition. Like like um, how, how was it you came up with that song um, and the prepared the um, how you prepared for it? Yeah. So I obviously originally heard the original version of Blackbird. You know, obviously by you know Paul McCartney and uh, obviously loved it. Um, so I knew once I you know had gotten the opportunity to do a blind audition that that would definitely be a song I wanted to sing. Anytime somebody would ask me just in general to sing something for them a cappella or anything, that was always my go-to song. Mm. And when I knew I was doing the blind audition, I knew that that would be the, the song I would sing. And, and my mother and I had always discussed it. You know, if, if we get a blind, you know, that, that would be the song. And so it's such a blessing that once, you know, I was able to sing the song, and two, um, you know, my voice has its own sound, mm-hmm. uh, a little more vocal, and so I was able to sort of put, you know, my own spin on it. But what was most important to me was staying true to the the message and, and also the the simplicity of what Paul did when he wrote it and sang it. So um, I, I wanted to, it to keep its integrity, and so I was really glad that I was able to do that. Yeah, you absolutely were, and, and, and you make a great point because when Paul sang it, um, you really feel it, and it's like it takes you on a little bit of a journey. And you, and you did the same thing. Now, would that, would that, with your own spin on it, was that a spin that you've done before? Like when you said you sang it previously, acapella, did you change it up a little bit more for the blind? No, actually, that that the way I sang it at my blind is the way that I uh. sang it to anyone who would, you know, who was interested in hearing me sing. Um, and it's, the funny thing is, is, you know, when you go in to rehearse for the blind audition, uh, it's like the first time you're hearing, you know, the band play, ah. you know, what you've been thinking of in your mind. And so the first time I heard them sort of add music to it, it was very emotional for me. Oh. Because one, you know, you know, he wrote the song in the 60s and you know it was obviously pertaining to race relations so the message right. is, is like it's pretty profound and two you know uh, my voice just naturally took on that sound and you know I hearing the band play for the first time it was so moving mm. and uh, I the, the one thing I was wanting to do was just to keep it as simple as the way that it was written so um, yeah I, that was the same way I was singing it, you know, mm-hmm. in my everyday life, and then it was just sort of magnified uh, for my blind. That's awesome, man. You know, I want to give a shout-out. You mentioned the band, the voice band. They don't get near the recognition yeah. that I want them to get. Those guys are un- they're incredible. No. They're incredible. Yeah, like, uh, I've been a fan of the show since season one. Me too. And so, while everybody's looking at the singer, I always look at Paul Merkovich. Like, I... Yes. I am his fan, you know, so to get to, to work with the band 
just to have them like to work with them up close and personal is really like a really really cool part of being mm. on the voice. You know, it's funny because I have like this little challenge. It's weird. I play guitar. I've been playing guitar for about thirty years. Um, I'm not a really, I'm not a very good scale guitarist because my hands are really small. But I, you know, I play rhythm. I can finger yeah. pick. I can finger pick and play rhythm a little bit. But I have this challenge. Like I'm like 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 I'm like you. I, I'm a big fan of the band. So I always like listen to ever since season one. I'm like waiting for them guys to make a mistake because I want because I don't think they're human sometimes. I know. <laughs> I never. It's like that. These guys are like aliens or something. Are they from another planet? I don't know. You know, they're playing like I don't know how many songs an episode. It's crazy. I know. It's funny. It's like, would these guys please just one? I'm begging, just one mistake, please. I know. <laughs> Play a bad note. They're so good. All right. So, so when you got up there and talk about the nerves, what do you do to calm yourself? Because that's a huge, huge. Huge opportunity. You got these legends sitting in front of you. Yeah. You know, you're, you know you're going to be seen by millions of people on TV. What do you do? What is it that you do to calm yourself before you go out there? Well, I'll be honest with you. I haven't sang in three years. So oh, that wow. being on stage, the, the voice is my first time being on stage in years. Wow. So I, I sort of... Um, I don't know. I don't think I did cook to do anything to stop myself. But usually, 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 um, I'm able to accomplish some sort of peace with prayer. Mm, so I good. usually just try to like pray before I go on stage. Um, but I think for my blind, you know, it, I was, this was like my first time singing on a stage in a, in a long time. So, wow. um, on one hand, I, re I didn't really do anything to calm myself, and on the and, and then the other half of that is I'm glad that I didn't, and I think it was good for me to feel all of that mm. emotion and that that you know nervous energy because I was able to channel it uh, once I got on stage. Yeah. Obviously, you know, in real life, if I were ever to do a show and I was getting nervous, you know, I would probably you know try to find some way of calming myself through prayer or just through, you know, um, kind of keeping to myself and staying quiet or, or something like that. But in this mm -hmm. situation, I, I was pretty darn nervous. <laughs> I bet so. So so what about guess, the night the night before the blind audition? How did you sleep? Did you sleep? Did you get any sleep in at all? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame no, you. No. <laughs> I mean. You know, it's like you can try. You can try and it doesn't work. No. I don't even like giving, like, sometimes with my job, when I'm not doing podcasts, I have a normal job. Like, occasionally I have to, like, speak in front of, like, little small groups. And I'm like, and I've never been comfortable doing that, ever. So, like, for you to get up there in front of three absolute legends in music, or four, four no, three. Um, yeah. Wait, Adam, Blake, Kelly, four, Alicia. I don't know why. Yeah, we're, there's four. Yeah, there's four. Um, for you to do that. There's four. Yeah, absolutely. There's four. I don't know why I was thinking three, but for you to do that and to, to, you know you're going to be like millions and millions of people going to watch you, that's insane. That's a, such a huge thing for someone to do. Oh my goodness! You know, small small crowds are the worst for singers because they're you know it's, it's more nerve wracking than singing yes. thousands and thousands of people. And this was like somewhere in the middle, so you know. It was a very interesting experience, to say the least. 
You know, I, I interviewed last, well, maybe it was two years ago now, but you know the rock band Three Doors Down? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, they had that song Kryptonite. Uh, really, they were really popular in the 90s and the early 2000s. But I interviewed Brad, um, Brad Arnold, the singer, and I asked him about, like, because, you know, they used to play stadiums and stuff in the 90s and the 2000s. That's, like, huge. And I asked him about that as far yeah. as singing in front of people. Would you rather sing in front of, you know, 30,000 people in, in a football stadium? Or in, He said he's more nervous doing it in, like, playing the club scene before they got signed, like, to a big contract. Yeah. So what you, what you said makes it's, sense. It's weird. <laughs> It's strange. It's weird. It's, I, don't know, I don't know why that is. It's really a universal thing. The smaller the crowd, the more nervous you get. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so you got... Um, so so when the chairs turn, do you, do you breathe like, like 20,000 pounds off of your chest while you're trying to sing the song? Um, or you just, or you just, you still maintain that focus and make it to the end? Because I, I, would, I would have to guess that once some chairs turn... You're like, wow, I mean, thank God, <laughs> you know? No, I actually didn't know that they turned until I was done singing. Really? With you. I, I was, uh, when I sing, and I don't know if it's noticeable on, you know, on camera, hopefully it is, but when I sing, I, I tend to look around a lot, mm -hmm. and I tend to, like, try to look at the people I'm singing to, and I really made a point not to look at the chairs, because that can make you... Um, that can make you not like, like maybe forget the words or something. It'll make it'll make you want to sing to get them to turn, and then it doesn't. And then to me, it just throws everything off. Yes, yes, you can um, overplay. So I really it. wanted to. I wanted to relay the message and like sing to the people in the room. And so I was looking around the entire time, and so I actually didn't realize that Kelly and Blake turned until you know the very like last wow. note of the song. And that's obviously why I, and then I, obviously I got emotional at the very, you know, very end. Sure. <laughs> but you're right. When I, when you see that they've turned, it is like a, thank goodness. Mm. It is it's like a, like a weight off of your, your yes. shoulders. Um, on the flip side of that, I didn't even know it happened. So <laughs> I was surprised at the end. Wow. You know what? You're not the only, only contestant that's told me that though. This is my sixth season of the voice interviewing the you know the singers there and i've asked quite a few that yeah. question and you'd, you'd be surprised a lot of them didn't realize it until the song's over with so you're not the only one yeah it's probably better that way probably sorry right, so so yeah so you had two judges to pick you had two two to pick from blake and kelly you can't go wrong with either one you can't go wrong with any of the coaches honestly i mean they're all legends um so you went with Blake. Surpri surprised me a little yeah. bit, a little bit, um, but not a whole lot because I heard some stuff in your voice where I was like, "Yeah, I think, I think she can, she can sing across um, genres. I really do." Um, but, but I was, I was leaning maybe Kelly for you, but you went with Blake. So talk about your decision to, to pick Blake. Yeah. Uh, well, well, one, you know, I, I can speak. I think I can speak for all of us, but we're grateful if any chair turns. Sure. Um, but going going into the going into the show, you know, obviously I, I knew I wanted to sing country music. Obviously, Blake was on my radar. Mm -hmm. I really really wanted him to turn. I really wanted to work with him from the start. 
um, when when Kelly started speaking, it was so compelling, though. Mm. It was so it was you know I was it was very you know um, complicated in the moment um, because she was saying so many wonderful things, uh, and uh, her her and I's voice can be you know. Uh, relatable. I felt like we would we would understand each other musically and as singers. And um, I love the things that she was saying to me about choices and how she navigated through her own journey right. on American Idol and how she could bring that to to, to the table for me. Um, but I think Blake got <laughs> she kind of tugged on my heart uh, more. And I think in situations like the voice, you have to you really have to follow your heart and sure. was very specific with me about the things my voice was doing and uh, he, he just was very detailed and, and like he was really really paying attention and um, I respect that a lot and so I get I followed my heart and went with Blake yeah. but you're absolutely right I mean either way you know Kelly when I walked down from my blind she told me before she gave me a hug, she said, either way, this is a win-win situation for you. And mm-hmm. I totally agree because either way, it would have been amazing. I a thousand percent agree. You couldn't go wrong. Uh, I, I really do think you picked, you know, if you had to pick somebody, what you did, you went with Blake. I think that was probably the best pick. Um, he and this Blake Blake is absolutely freaking hilarious, man. He cracks me. The guy cracks me up. He is. The, the dude when he when he said I don't stand on line for autographs, I put country shows on. I mean that, that he's so witty. He's so witty. He, he is. He's very quick on his feet, and mm-hmm. he's like that off camera too. Like he's very goofy <laughs> off camera. So it's not like something he turns on. He really is that way all the time. That's great, man. So, what was it that, like, how did you end up on The Voice? Was the, 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 a lot of times, The Voice will find, you know, find people they find interesting on YouTube, and they'll reach out, and sometimes the, the, the singers yeah. actually reach out to them. So, what, what was your story? I uh, had a very successful music career when I was younger, and um, ended up moving to Nashville, um, you know, midway through that career, and uh, fell in love with country music. I sang at, you know, little restaurants here and there in Nashville. And then, you know, uh, over time, I thought I kind of lost the passion for music. I, I really, it wasn't my motivation every morning. And so I decided that I was not going to sing anymore. And so uh, I completely stopped singing um, at all. Wow. You know, I wasn't very interested in, in returning to music at all, uh, to be honest. And, um, so I basically took a hiatus or I stopped singing for three, for three years. I, you know, went to some college. I worked some jobs, you know, trying to, you know, get by and, uh, still all the while a fan of the voice. So, you know, my mother and I watched every season together, basically. Hmm. And one day we're watching the show and she turns and says, Oh, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be auditioning in Austin. Like you should just, you know, you should go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, mom, whatever. You know? Yeah. I was like, fine, I'll go and do it. You know, what What do I have to lose? You know, no big deal. And uh, I I went to the open call in Austin instead of mine. Uh, it, this was an all-day process instead of mine. I um, waited and waited and waited and did my open call audition and, you know, ended up <laughs> on The Voice last Tuesday. So, wow. You know, it was uh it was 
it was a spur of the moment, but because I know that, you know, God orchestrates my life, it's, I know that it was planned and that mm. I definitely was supposed to be here at the right time, the right place. And, um, yeah, so that's how I got to the voice. I'm glad that uh, I had someone in my life that was pushing me toward my dreams because I had completely given up yeah. on them. And I think it's really important to have someone in your life who believes in you and pushes you toward something better. And that, you know, she's also my number one cheerleader. So mm-hmm. I got really lucky. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a pastor... I used to live in Texas too. I lived in New. Bra- you know where New Braunfels, Texas is? Yeah, we're we're like forty minutes away. Yep, I, I lived in I lived in New Braunfels area for like ten years, but I went to church in a little little town called Kerrville, Texas, and it's in the West Hill country. Yes, I know Kerrville. Okay, great. Hey, I went to a little church yeah. there, and the pastor of the church, Joe Taylor, was his name. He used to tell us that God uses people as chess pieces. To put the devil huh? in check, to put the devil in checkmate. I love that analogy. Where, oh! where, where, where isn't that a great analogy? Where he got you. It is uses he uses people like in your case, he, your mom was a chess piece, and he, the God uses people like huh. like your mom to put the devil in checkmate. I love that analogy. Wow. Yeah. So true. It is. It's so oh true. Oh my God, I love that. Feel free to use it and share it. <laughs> I, I am going to. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that. I, I it was just it. They happened to be in, in Austin an hour away. She, mm. we happened to be watching the show. She happened to know that. You know, yes. if, if she didn't do it in a in a um, extravagant way, you know, it wasn't like you gotta audition for the boys mm-hmm. or your life's gonna go down the tube. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't extravagant. It was a little whisper, and that's. And that's how God speaks to us sometimes. Absolutely. So I completely agree. And I love that analogy. Well, I do too. And, and I'm glad I was able to share it with you. Um, all right. So yeah. I'm going to let you go in just a minute. But I want I want, to, I want you to, if you would, share some advice for somebody who's maybe listening to this podcast that's that's actually thinking about like like trying out like next season. What, what would you tell that person? Uh, to go for it, I would tell them to um, allow their gifts to be free and just allow yourself to be true to who you are. But I would also say, you know, don't doubt yourself. Don't try to silence your your instinct and your gut because um, if I had not um, been willing to go and audition in the first place when my mom suggested it. I don't know where I would be. I probably mm. would be having this conversation with you. So really trust your trust your instinct, trust your gut and and go in free and, mm. and being yourself because I think when you start getting in your head and start doubting yourself and trying to be something else, then you, you're not really introducing people to who you are. So I would just I would say definitely one, go for it, and two, try to maintain who you are, you know, throughout the process. That's great, great advice. All right, I'm gonna let you go, but before I do, I want to give an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can follow you on your social sites, um, websites, anything like yes. that. The mic is yours. Okay, 
So, um, I, the more the better. So come find me on Instagram at, at the Spencer Baker. It's S-P-E-N-S-H-A. I'm on Twitter at, at Spencer Baker. And my Facebook is, uh, Spencer Baker too. So it's, yeah, just S-P-E-N and then my name should pop up. There it is, folks. I told you we were going to get her, and we got her on the show. We are pulling for you. I have a lot of people on my Facebook that just love your audition, and they and they really, they they just Aww. felt they felt you. I had really some nice, beautiful comments when I when I posted that you were coming on the show. So you have a lot of people out there that really enjoyed what they saw. So good luck to you. I want to get you back on the show for a follow up, if that's great, down the road a piece. Yes, please. Thank you for so much, Brad, for your time. Absolutely. And when I tweet this out, if you don't mind, if you could just retweet it to all your followers, I'll tag you. I'll tag you in Twitter. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Brad.